Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And I'd like to introduce the host of this week's episode. He's the editor of Business West. Here's Joe Bednar. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Talk. On today's show, we're going to talk about a big win for this region's tourism sector called Hooplandia. But first, we have this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we're back. And as promised, we have a great show for you today. Our guests are Gene Cassidy, President and CEO of the Eastern States Exposition, and John DeLiva, President and CEO of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Welcome to you both, and happy to have you here on Business Talk. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. It's great to be with you. Um, we'll just dive right into it. We, we've all heard a lot about Hooplandia, what's being billed as the premier three-day, three-on-three basketball tournament for competitors of all ages and skill levels, and it's set to tip off on June 23rd. Um, we'll talk about how this came to Springfield and West Springfield in a bit, but first, uh, give us some details of the event itself. How many teams are involved? What can participants and competitors expect? Well, as you can imagine, Joe, uh, you know, at the Eastern States, we're used to doing things in, in large scale. You know, we're the fourth largest uh, fair in North America, one of the biggest public events really that happens in the world. Um, so we've built out a Hooplandia to handle a lot of volume. Uh, in year one, it's a startup company, really, right? We're just, we're just uh, it's like anything else, first time out of the box. So as we uh, as we are preparing uh, now with with uh, three weeks left to go before the event takes place, uh, we've got about uh, 350 teams registered. Uh, we've we've uh, uh, promoted to a lot of the uh, sports facilities and boys and girls clubs, and we expect uh, you know I'm hopeful that we'll have uh, probably 500 teams register uh, by the time wow. we open on June 23rd, and. Um, you know, but the, but the growth potential is really unlimited. Uh, in Spokane, where we 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 found this sort of by mistake, um, you know, they've been doing it for thirty three years. They've got seven thousand teams, and we're prepared at the Eastern States to beat them. So uh, you know, we've uh, we've got a commitment uh, uh, to focus on basketball and and uh, you know raise interest in the in the Hall of Fame and and the sport. Uh, and take advantage of, uh, you know, the tremendous assets that we have relating to basketball right here uh, in Springfield, Mass. Yeah, I think Gene's being modest. He's, he's got a wonderful facility. Obviously, the Big E, we know all about what the Eastern States Exposition does throughout the year. But to, to hold three-on-threes, he's got all the infrastructure uh, that you would ever need. If you can imagine, um, there used to be a smaller three-on-three in downtown Springfield. You used to have to close the streets. The police and fire department would have to be involved. The bus company would have to sign off on it, emergency services. Um, Gene's got a wonderful uh, infrastructure over there that has all the parking, all the space, all the restroom facilities, all of the food service facilities. I mean, I think he's right that, that you know, we're at the beginning stages of this. I, I think startup is a really good uh, analogy um, and to get to, uh, you know, Spokane, which has 7,000 teams, it's taken 35 years for them to get there. 
And I think we're in a really good position to launch this. I think having uh, the number of teams that Gene's talking about and getting um, some momentum here is very important this first year. The second year is going to be very important to position this tournament um, as, as a premier tournament for the future. Um, and I, I I really appreciate the investment of the Big E, which has made a significant financial investment. The city of West Springfield has made a significant investment. Hall of Fame is on board. We're, we're, we love being a part of it. But these guys have really taken the lead on this and, and um, you know, really have the vision for this. So I congratulate them on on pursuing this. There'll be games at the Hall of Fame, too, as well. Is that there will be some championship games, yes, on Sunday, uh, June 25th. That's part of the the play-in and, and part of the allure of this is that you you play as hard as you can at, at the Big East site and, and you earn your right to play a championship game here on center court. So that's kind of the reward uh, to be able to uh, to be able to play on on the Jerry Colangelo Court of Dreams. I just got the I got the shivers just hearing myself. <laughs> you know, that's that uh, literally I, I can feel the chill still in my in my frame. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, the path to bringing this event here is kind of a winding one. Um, it started well before the pandemic, and um, I believe the idea was born in 2019 on the trip to Spokane. Um, just tell me about how things were ramping up in the spring of 2020 when things got shut down. Go back to the beginning, and how did the idea for the event come about? And tell me about that first uh, sort of aborted year. Well, interestingly, I was at a fair managers meeting uh, in Spokane, Washington, you know, going back in 2014. And uh, we were driving, my, myself and John Giuliano uh, were, were driving on the highway, which happens to be Interstate 90, you know, goes from Boston to Seattle, right? That's right down the street. And um, I saw an enormous highway sign that introduced Spokane, Washington as, as Hooptown, USA. And, you know, we looked at each other in the car and I'm like shaking my head. Like, How in the world uh, does this uh, region, the city get that moniker? And, um, you know, it, they're on the right street, but that's a wrong end <laughs> of the country. Right? <laughs> so uh, that's how the, the, the that was the genesis of of how the the idea. And I did a lot of calling around, trying to see if we could figure something out. And so it was, it was many years in the making. And then you know, fast forward, you know, to, to 2019, we, you know, John, you know, really embraced the idea at at the Hall of Fame, and and um, you know, we had a we had a uh, press conference over at the Basketball Hall of Fame. It was some great coverage. You guys gave us some great coverage on it. But then uh, COVID just, you know, put the brakes on everything. And so we lost a lot of traction, obviously, some time. Uh, then 2020 came, and then there was the rebound of COVID. And so we, we, we had another, you know, we were harpooned a couple of times. So, you know, now by now, you know, we've, we've, we've put that in our rearview mirror and, um, and we're here, we're ready to go. Uh, there's been a lot of excitement. There's been a tremendous amount of really meaningful community support. John mentioned uh, the city of West Springfield has been extraordinarily su supportive. The uh, Mayor Sarno, uh, you know, the two mayors, you couldn't ask for two uh, better uh, future thinking, entrepreneurial mayors uh, between Mayor Reichelt and, uh, and Mayor Sarno. And, and uh, the Sports Commission uh, has been wonderfonderfully supportive. Uh, and 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 getting buy-in from those folks obviously is very key. Uh, you know, we all need a little affirmation. You know, you 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 try to think entrepreneurially and 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 productively as a, as a means by which to uh, cause a rising tide for the economy here of Greater Springfield. 
and knowing that you've got folks like that uh, behind you and uh, and supporting you and your efforts is uh, is key to success. So uh, we had to, we've had Ford Motor Company uh, step in. The Dunkin' Donuts is a big sponsor. Uh, it kind of goes uh, nicely uh, with basketball and uh, Bay State Medical Center. You know, this is about health and wellness, and 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 uh, Bay State Medical has been tremendously supportive. So, uh, getting getting the community to buy in is really important. And in the end, you know, what we're going to have is we're going to have a signature event for Greater Springfield. Uh, that's going to that's going to generate business for a lot of people, a lot of uh, regional businesses. You know, not the least of which will be hotels and, and restaurants, but uh, it's going to raise awareness about uh, basketball. And, and you know, personally, my goal is really to drive interest in the shrine. I mean, I've you know, it happens that I have a, a, an uncle who's enshrined there, and I want to I want more people to go see him. <laughs> I was going to mention some of the sponsors that you mentioned, Duncan. Um, Bay State Health, Ford Dealers, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs is on as a philanthropic sponsor. Um, uh, John, what, what does it tell you about the uh, uh, about the response you're getting from the uh, these supporters, these uh, kind of big name supporters? Well, I think it's awesome. I think people are, are taking a look at the big picture about what the opportunity could be. Uh, we've got some great baseline sponsors here that really have stepped up to a concept, uh, and they're seeing the fruition and delivery uh, of this at this point. I think, you know, as we go through this first year with the success that we're, we're looking at, and again, it's a it's a first year effort, it's a rookie year, um, we're looking to expand upon those. And so we're looking to deliver for these, these sponsors that we have now, we're looking to expand upon that. We'll have potential sponsors visiting uh, the Big East side and certainly a championship day here on Sunday. Um, I, you know, Gene's right. The, the opportunity here is is to grow uh, the the business for restaurants and hotel and gas stations and and all of the all of the different tourism facilities that that both he and I kind of base our business on. We're tourism based, we're hospitality based organizations, and and really, when you get right down to it, this this is going to be the the finest hospitality for basketball. Uh, and that's what we want to create. We want to create a, a great place to come every year, put it on your, your your target list that you will come to Springfield, West Springfield, and and take part in a great three-on-three. Um, and and look at Spokane, Washington is way, way on the West Coast, right? And there's there's nothing in the middle of the country. There's nothing on the eastern half of the country. So uh, there is such a great opportunity here. Um, and when you overlay the fact that the Basketball Hall of Fame is 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 right next door, um, that's really our point of differentiation to to Spokane is that we're we're really now a little bit higher on the target list because there's a benefit of of linking to the Basketball Hall of Fame and our ability as a group to run great tournaments. So, um, you know, the sponsors are terrific. They will grow. We will make sure that sponsors are very happy with with what they've committed to uh, and what they get out of this this event. You know, I was going to ask about this a little later, but talking about the the economic impact, is there is there an expectation for a certain financial multiplier from this event, or is it just kind of a, an overall impact on the the tourism and hospitality sector and all the businesses that support that? Well, you know, Joe, it's a really good question. I mean, we we've been producing Eastern States Exposition has been producing the Big E for 109 years. The impact of the Big E on our region is approaching three quarters of a billion dollars. It's taken a long time to get there, huh? um, but it's it's enormous. It's 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 probably one of the top ten generators uh, in our region, uh, behind you know the hospital or the University of Massachusetts. Uh, so uh, you know, I would be I don't know I'd be ill advised to try to put a number on it in year one, but. 
you know, we're the Eastern States is a long-term legacy organization, and uh, the board of directors at the Eastern States uh, has empowered me to to champion this effort, and uh, we're in it for the long term. So we're we're going to build something. Uh, that our region can uh, stand proudly on, and uh, it will it will have a material impact uh, on our economy, to be sure. Yeah, I remember back um, before I worked here at the Hall of Fame, I worked at Spalding Sporting Goods, and I remember the the advent of Hoop It Up, which was the original serious three on three back in the early eighties. Um, and and you know, the first few years, it was investment spending, if you will, to build up what it turned out to be was a a tremendous um property that was that was eventually sold uh several times to different promoters so um you know it does take a little bit of time i think the economic impact really should be looked at again this is this is the rookie year uh after two or three years i think really it is when you'll see that delivery but the job right now is to get the teams here produce a great event um and get people to commit to coming back and also as i said earlier introduce these these uh sponsors and 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 basically new sponsors to the opportunity to connect with these players because this is a really interesting demographic right everybody wants to chase that younger demographic um and here's a place to activate them uh in a wonderful uh atmosphere uh at the big e around basketball so i think we've got all the right elements here to to create a real strong property you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking today with John DeLiva, President and CEO of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, and Gene Cassidy, President and CEO of the Eastern States Exposition. Um, talk about the a little bit about the inclusivity of this event. It seems like there's categories of competition for almost anyone. Yeah, we we've, we've tried to make it uh, you know user friendly. So I, I I joke. I say you know there's going to be you know, different uh, categories of players, including, you know, old fat guys like myself. And um, <laughs> uh, so it, it goes across the board. It's about, and it's about uh, interest, to dri- again, driving interest and being inclusive and giving p- folks uh, uh, an opportunity to have a little competition, right? So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of basketball played. And, um, you know, so that, I think it's important. So we'll have first responders, we'll have uh, spe- special Olympians, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, we've also identified the boys and girls clubs, uh, as a, a philanthropic partner. So $10 from every registration will go to a boys and girls club closest to that registration zip code. Oh, nice. uh, and, uh, you know, that'll provide some, you know, hopefully permanent funding on a, on a material scale for them. So, uh, you know, we've and, and People's Bank is, is another one of our sponsors here too. So I, you, I heard you mention them too. So we, we you know we've tried to paint with a very broad brush to include as many uh, everybody, not just as many people, everybody. Yeah, yeah and these sponsors um, have have uh, offered uh, as part of their sponsorship package to uh, recruit teams from the community. So I look at the Springfield Ballers and and. Um, you know, some of the different organizations that are actually scholarshiped in to be able to be included in this. They might not be able to afford to put teams forward. And and these sponsors have stepped up to be a part of that. So it really is reaching deep into the community. And you talk about inclusivity. So much like when Dr. Naismith invented the game, it was for men, it was for women, it was for people of all ages. And and so it's it's very important that, you know, this obviously is a is a tournament that embraces everyone uh, that loves basketball at, at at all age groups and all skill levels. 
Are you drawing teams from outside the region? And as we go forward to, to the next years, do you feel like it'll expand the range of folks that want to come here and compete? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, some of our earliest registrations were from far away. So mm. we've got uh, a couple from New Jersey, Maryland, um, and, uh, you know, the Eastern States, you know, market, of course, is, is uh, really Western Massachusetts and Ken- the entire state of Connecticut. Um, so we've got, we've got a lot of Connecticut players and, uh, you know, Connecticut obviously is, is a big basketball state. They've got a lot to be proud of. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's starting, uh, you know, with a pretty, pretty broad footprint already. And I expect that to grow as well. So Joe, this is kind of a concentric circle kind of game here. So, so in year one, year two, I mean, things are going to grow and, and go further along. I think what's interesting about Spokane, it's been 35 years granted, um, 48 states. They draw from all 48 states. Consistently. Wow. They have international teams. So I, I think that, uh, again, we've, we've kind of beaten this to death, but, but in year one and two, that concentric circle and, and having, uh, you know, B-roll to show and to recruit teams and to share and, and through social media, all those kind of things that build, um, as we go further and further out. So I think Gene's right. We'll go beyond New England um, this year and we'll, we'll go beyond that um, to the Philadelphia and down to the Washington, D.C. area. And if we're if we're able to accomplish that, then then we really are uh, on a kind of a national march uh, with this by year three to five. That's exciting. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. I'd like to step beyond Hooplandia for a moment. Uh, you, you're both heavily invested in the health of the tourism economy in the region. Um, how do you think things are rebounding following the uh, what was, I guess, a crushing 2020 and, and is still a difficult 2021? What did you hear last year from some of the players? What is your what are your own um, destinations experience and what are people saying this year? Both John and I, I, I am currently the chairman of the uh, Greater Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau, and uh, I am a successor to John, who's also served uh, as chairman uh, just a few years ago. And John had it really tough because you were right in the middle of, of COVID. Yeah. So uh, why don't you start, John? Because you 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 were really in the doldrums. Uh, the marketplace was all locked out. Yeah, don't blame me for COVID. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I was there during the, the – we had some great plans, and, and then COVID hit. And, of course, everybody hunkered down. Um, and, and in various ways, the different organizations in the Convention of Visitor Bureau membership and, and just tourism in general have come back in varying ways. But I think generally what we're finding um, is that people want to do stuff. I mean, people want to get out. They want to do stuff. We at the Hall of Fame had had just coincidentally but had just finished a capital campaign and had invested $25 million in the museum um, which we completed during COVID. It kind of gave us the opportunity to close the museum, <laughs> uh, forced closure, uh, and work on our, our new facility. And we unveiled that in May of uh, 2021. And I'll, I'll tell you, we're up 65% over pre-COVID 2019 numbers. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. And and so the the investment in the museum uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, this this whole social media craze, I I, I watch people walk into our museum and they literally, before they buy their tickets, they've got their phone up like this and they're taking photographs. And I know they're they're sending it to their friends saying, ha ha, I'm here, you're not. And and that's driving interest in the Hall of Fame. And I think that's happening with with a lot of the different attractions around here. I just find that, that people want to do things, they, they you know, they, they and, and they want to be out and they want to have fun. They want to be with their family. And I think I know the Hall of Fame is benefiting from that. And I think we saw from from last year's big ease attendance wise. That's also happening with Eugene. 
Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I think, uh, you know, to credit uh, you, John, and your team, I, you know, I've been going to the Hall of Fame since it was on the campus at Springfield College. And uh, the, the the investment that was most recently made under your uh, stewardship uh, really is magnificent. I mean, it's 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 an, it's an amazing experience, and and uh, it's it gives people something really to celebrate, especially those of us who live here, right? So, you know, we we are you know focused on tourism, especially our involvement with the convention bureau, but. Uh, you know, a lot of our business is, is, is should be in our backyard and, and uh, the pride. Uh, I know I feel a tremendous sense of pride uh, uh, when I'm down at the Hall of Fame, uh, even when I'm proximate to it. If I'm visiting one of the one of the adjacent businesses, I take I take pride in that address to be sure. Um, and, uh, you know, as John mentioned, our, our attendance was up significantly last year. I think people are looking for uh, high quality things to do. And, and um, sure. you know. When you're visiting the shrine uh, or you're visiting the Eastern States Exposition, you're here and you're involved in something that's very wholesome, right? Americana, the American way of life. You know, uh, we have families. Uh, John entertains families and family groups and schools, school groups. Same thing at the Eastern States Exposition. It's wholesome. uh, It's meaningful. It's important. And, you know, in this day and age when there's so much shallow and there's so much stress. Uh, the 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 organizations that we represent uh, are that which really is the best of the best uh, in 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 our country. Yeah, multi generational too, Gene. I think both our organizations. You know, I I walk around our museum and I see some you know three generations, sometimes four generations of people that are enjoying it together. So I think it's a really good point. Is is that you know we're, we don't have a singular demographic, but we we cut a wide swath. Um, and and it's it's an enjoyable place to to spend time with the you know your grandparents as well as your parents and yourself if you're a younger person. I mean, it, there's there's relevance for everybody, and I you know and I think that's what's what's really unique about our two organizations is that we do offer that. So I've never thought about it that way, Gene, but that's that's a great point. I appreciate those those thoughts. It's just um, it's a great place to live when you think about it. Sometimes, sure we only have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we only have about a minute left, and and so I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Is there anything else that folks should know about Hooplandia in particular? Are you still looking for registrants or volunteers? Yeah, we're always at the Eastern States. We're always looking for volunteers to be sure. Uh, uh, most of uh, the people who who work here actually are volunteers, uh, whether it's in the Storton Village Museum area, our agriculture department, and now uh, for Hooplandia. So, yeah, we're, we're looking for volunteers to be sure and uh, and registration. You know, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, and I and I encourage folks to to uh, to participate, even if as just as a spectator. Uh, it's something to be excited about. And so, uh, yeah, visit hooplandia.com and uh, and register a team. You'll have a blast. Yeah, and I'd like to underline what, what Gene just said is that you, if you're not playing, but you want to come out to have a good afternoon and see some great basketball, it's free for the public. So come on out, be a part of it, uh, experience it, and and we will turn you into a, a three-on-three team <laughs> register the following year. Yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, festivities uh, that are that are collateral to the uh, to the competition. So people have a, have things to look forward to and something to be excited about. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, thank you, Gene and John, so much for coming on. I appreciate you being here on to talk about uh, some really exciting happenings. Great, thank, thank you, you so John. much, Joe. Appreciate the time. 
And that's the way the ball bounces on this episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Joe Bednar, the editor of Business West, and we'll see you next time.